0: Hello beautiful soul and welcome to the Connecting Soul Beings podcast, offering you inspiration, tips and learning about tuning into the language of your soul and gain a deep intuitive understanding of your inner self your guides, and the animals around you, so you are able to live from your heart with grace, love, and gratitude. We bring together spiritual leaders, energy healers, and awakened humans, so we are able to collaborate and help you feeling loved, joyful, and free by providing clear direction on how to connect soul to soul. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to another episode of the Connecting Soul Beings podcast. This particular episode was recorded during the 2018 Connecting Soul Beings Summit. This summit contains 28 experts and thought leaders and we created this event to help conscious, self-aware soul beings and animal lovers to have inspiration and practical guidance on how to feel connected and in alignment, filled with beautiful energy you can also watch the videos of these episodes on our YouTube channel, which is listed in the show notes. Please enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another wonderful day here at the online summit Connecting Soul Beings. Today it is my honor to introduce you to Trisha Wren. Trisha is based in New Zealand and she founded her company Everything Energetic. Trisha is an animal communicator, a healing and energy rebalancer as well. And we talk about how she got into animal communication and how unusual it is to be able to do this here in this world. And we also talk about energy balancing and connecting to the animals to allow the healing for us to take place as well. So grab yourself a cup of tea or coffee and enjoy this beautiful conversation. So today we are joined by the wonderful Trisha Wren from Everything Energetic. Trisha is based in New Zealand and she's an animal communicator. Welcome, Trisha.
1: Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: You're very welcome. It's wonderful to have you here today. And it's absolutely amazing to talk to another animal communicator, which is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. So I'd love to find out how did you actually get into animal communication?
1: um well it's been a bit of a a long route i think um i've had animals all my life um and i've had horses all of my adult life oh, wonderful and so from when i had my first horse in my early 20s i um started teaching horse riding of various types um and um organizing horse events all sorts of things like that and i always wanted to be able to have a deeper connection with them Mm -hmm. and i had particular problems with one of my horses that i just couldn't figure out and i remember oh gosh we're going back probably 30 years now i can remember Getting an animal communicator to talk to her back then. Um, and so, on my kind of quest to have a better connection with my horses, I uh, did Reiki one and two, and I tried meditating, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, tried all sorts of ways, and it just stuck, I just thought, I can't do that, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, And I um, went to a couple of animal communication workshops. They kind of really didn't do it for me either. Oh. <clears throat> Something about the format, <clears throat> excuse me, the format of um, the, the in-person format of a kind of weekend workshop with lots of people and live animals and also photos of animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I got bits and pieces of information there and then during the course. But when I came yeah. home, I couldn't replicate it. So I just thought, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm useless at this. It's not meant to be, you know. And it wasn't until um, about four or five years ago now, when a friend took me to a uh, meditation group that things really opened up for me. There was Mm -hmm. something about that particular group. They had, it was a long established group and they had really strong um, energy Mm -hmm. and established connections with the universe and all kinds of interesting uh, beings, if you like. Yeah. And from the very first night that I went to that group, everything just exploded for me. And so from then on, I felt kind of like I'd been fast-tracked and every different kind of experience was thrown at me, Mm -hmm. which was great. And I'm the sort of person that is insatiably curious, which I see as a strength. Um, And and I have no fear. Um, Nothing bad has happened to me and nothing bad is going to happen to me. And so I just kind of and say bring it on you know and and um, what's next mm. so I had all these amazing experiences and and I started I was working um, as a riding instructor mm-hmm. teaching biomechanics to horses and riders and so teaching them how to use their bodies better better basically mm-hmm. and traveling all over New Zealand and Australia doing that and so when I was working doing that I kind of had a captive audience so yeah. I would start practicing these things that I was getting in this education group on the horses in those classes that I was that I was teaching and um, so I just kind of expanded things from there and so On the one hand, I think um, anyone can do this. And if you have access to the right energy and you're open to it, you can probably do this. But I also think, for me anyway, it is a practiced skill. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because I'm doing it all the time, my abilities keep building.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't consider myself to be, this might sound odd, I, I don't consider myself to be a natural animal communicator or or what is considered to be the norm as an animal communicator. Yeah. Um, I don't get streams of conversation. I don't get, um, you know, if I'm, um, at the beach or the dog park or something i don't have all those dogs chatting to me and mm. clamoring to be heard i just don't get those streams of conversation like that that's not how it works for me yeah um but i think that's possibly reassuring to people to hear as well that. Um, I think people have, maybe I did, or maybe I still do, have a very particular idea about how animal communication works.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: But it works differently for everyone. Um, You know, some people get those streams of conversation. And some, I I see pictures, I see colours, I see energy. Mm -hmm. Um, I get snippets of... um, words or phrases Mm -hmm. and i can ask questions and get the answers to my questions so i've kind of developed a protocol that i go through when i'm doing a session with an animal um, to to get a full picture of what's going on but i don't get it's not like i'm having a conversation with them
0: okay yeah and and i agree you know there is definitely different ways to to connect with them and we all develop the way it is interpret it for us yeah you know, and how we connect because we are all individuals so yeah. and we all receive things in a different way and we learn things in a different way and the same goes exactly. for animal communication
1: yeah 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 and, yeah, and what you said there about interpreting it yeah i think that's it exactly that and and that's partly why i said it's a practiced skill because you have mm. to you have to practice in order to figure out how to interpret the the way that you personally get that information exactly what does it mean when I see this or I hear that or I feel such and such yes and it's only by doing lots of sessions that you start to figure out oh yeah that means this and and you can have some confidence that about what it is that you're experiencing absolutely yeah and it's it's you know, I love when you said,
0: Oh, I'm not one of those people that always had that or that, you know, always has those string of conversations happening. I love that you raised that because a lot of people are of that understanding that that is yeah. what we can do. Yeah. And, you know, so it is a skill that you tap into, it is a skill that you learn. Yeah. We can do it. However, like you say, be open to that energy and then practice, practice, practice. And that's exactly yeah. what it is. You know, you do yeah. practice around that and then it becomes yeah. second nature. And you can switch it on and you can switch it off. You yeah. Know? So, and that's really wonderful because I, I do know, having spoken to many people around this, that they are of that understanding. Oh, that's, that's a gift. You know, that's something yes. that nobody else can do, but you, and, and if someone else can do it, they are born that way. Yeah. It's and that's really interesting because yes, we are born to be able to tune into it. We are born to have access to those levels of communication. Absolutely. Mm. It's how you are going to be using that throughout your life. And with animals, that comes in. You yeah. Know, I am one of those people that can walk in the park and I can hear everybody chat to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, however I make the decision whether I'm open to it, yes or no. Yes. To them, it's like, "Am I open to having that social party? <laughs> you
1: know, am I open yeah. to
0: doing the business? <laughs> you know." So, um, but most of the time for me, I just love it because that's part of me re-energizing as well and being out in nature and, and connecting with all the animals. I love having those conversations. You know, right? It pops in and out. Yes, um, but I've learned to be able to switch that off and on as well. Yeah, well, so, and,
1: yeah. well it would, because it could be overwhelming or. Um, exhausting if you didn't learn to control them
0: yes absolutely it is it it can be very overwhelming and also yeah it it can drain your energy Mm. you know and if if we don't learn how we can actually manage that then yeah you you can be tired every single moment of the day
1: Mm. yeah
0: yeah so So how is that for you? Because I love it when you say, you know, I I can see the pictures and the colors. And um, For me, to an extent, I have that as well. However, for me to see pictures and colors, I use my hands and I apply Reiki. And through my hands, I see. Right. So I have my third eye going on and off where a lot of people can see through their third eye. That's the clairvoyance part. Yeah. However, for me... I hear a lot and I feel even more, but the seeing doesn't come until I activate my hands and then my eye and my hands work together to be able to visualize it. Yeah,
1: that's interesting, isn't it?
0: Yes. So I'm curious to find out from
1: you. Yeah, so I would say that I am clairvoyant Mm -hmm. um, and I also get... Feelings, but um, more—not so much feelings like pain, but emotions. Ah, okay. So um, you know, I can feel if the animal is scared or anxious or sad. I feel that. So that's how I interpret what's going on. They don't say I'm feeling sad. I feel the sadness and know that they're sad. Yeah. Um, And and the other thing that I've found interesting, the way it works for me, is if I learn something in person, then I can do it in... So I do all my sessions remotely and I do them in a meditative state. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In my meditation chair, close my eyes and I connect and... Yeah, that's how I do it. So, if I've learned something in person, I can then do it in my sessions. So, for instance, when I was working with horses, I learned some different um modalities of equine body work. Mm-hmm. Well, I can now do them in my in my meditation. You know, it's as if I can see myself doing a little tweak here or doing this bit of body work there. Yes. Um, same with, um, I've done pendulum courses for um, rebalancing energy. Well, now I can do that in my head.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And, and the same with the Reiki too. Um, having done Reiki one and two all those years ago, I feel like I can do that in my sessions as well. So, mm. so all of my sessions, because I work with a lot of horses too, my sessions tend to include some sort of healing or body work or yeah. rebalancing. Mm, beautiful.
0: Yeah. And that's very, very similar what we do <laughs> in that respect as well. Cause yeah, you do work with that energy from a remote place and t- the tuning in is really, for me stand out, you know, it, it's really bringing myself to that frequency and it's almost like tuning into that radio station. Where you match yeah. that frequency to start hearing very clearly what's being sent to us in terms of the messages. And then somehow that's translated and very quickly that comes out of my mouth. Yes. Um, you know, without filter. Yes. <laughs> Just, you know, and that's the fun part, I think, as well. Um, yeah. I, I'm quite similar in that with the Reiki, you learn it physically and you apply it and I've done it with people and with animals and you do it physically there as well. But when I do it remotely, I usually ask the animal to lay down in my hand and then with my other hand I go over it and then I scan the body and then apply the healing wherever that's needed. And then I also get more information again because I use my hands, therefore there are more pictures becoming more visible. And I can see certain things where aches and pains might be. I can feel the level of the the level of aches and pains. Yeah. Um, I can sense the, the emotions as well. Yep. And um, it, it comes through in color for me too. So yep. the more intense the pain is, the blacker the color becomes.
1: Yes. Which yes, is
0: fascinating. And that's how I can identify, okay, it's just a discomfort or actually that is a lot of pain, you know. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I scan... With my eyes, ah, okay, third eye, I guess you would say. You know, it's almost like when um, when you're photocopying something and you see the the light um, scanning the piece of paper from left to right. Ah, okay. That's kind of what my scan is like. It's as if I'm seeing the animal standing in front of me sideways on and i scan them from nose to tail and then the other side and i get stopped where there's an issue and then yes. i can investigate that more or ask yep. questions or do whatever's necessary there
0: exactly yeah and sometimes you know it, it can be resolved in that session hmm. um and sometimes the animal says oh i actually need to go and see a vet or yeah something needs to be adjusted in my food or you know, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. It's actually good to talk about this because you know you also yeah. don't, don't realize that, you know, I, I do know that people experience it in a different way because I do teach people how to communicate with animals as well. And yeah. that process and having been a vocational education and trainer for many years as well, there are the different learning styles and I have noticed yes, there is exactly. a similarity in that. You know, the way we learn often is also the way we communicate at a spiritual and energetic level. So if yes. we are very visual in learning, we are often clairvoyant as yes. well. So which? Yeah,
1: I would say that's probably the case for me because I'm visual kinesthetic, mm-hmm. and that's definitely what I get when yeah. I'm doing animal communication sessions.
0: Yeah, yeah, for me it's kinesthetic and audio and then visual. Yeah, so... Right. Yeah, it's f- wonderful how that all works together. <laughs>
1: I know. <laughs> I wondered how um, I've, so for the last year and a half, it might be a couple of years now, um, about once a month now, I go to local spiritual fairs and do sessions, little mini sessions in person. Okay. And the first time I went, because most of my sessions are remote, people just yeah. email me a photo of their animal. Yeah. And I thought, oh, can I do this in person? Um, you know, on the spur of the moment kind of thing, not just sitting calmly in my chair. You know, I actually have someone sitting in front of me waiting for the words to come out of my mouth. <laughs> can I do it? Um, and I, was, I, I did have a sense of trepidation the first time I went along. Mm. But I just kind of handed over the the... Um, not the responsibility but you know the the worry any any concern about it you know if yeah. I'm supposed to do this let me do this yeah. and and it just seems to happen and um so it's interesting I think it's probably good for me to um have that you know be doing it a, a different way as well and and um have those different experiences and have to mm. access the information slightly differently. Yes. Um, doing it in person like that. So that's been quite interesting too. And yeah. like you, I've been teaching, um, I developed an animal communication course, but mine is online because okay. I hadn't had a great experience doing it in person all those yeah. years ago. And also because I'm in New Zealand and, you know, so much smaller population here and therefore if i was doing it in person Mm. you've got a much smaller pool of people that could potentially come in person to a class so i thought no i'm i'm gonna do this online and so um we've had kiwis australians and on my last course i even had someone from the uk which was interesting time difference wise but we managed yes because it's it's all live calls. Okay. Um, and so it's been really good. Um I think what people get out of it the most, apart from the fact that it runs over six weeks, so they're getting new um information each week and new um uh, the ability to practice that and come back the next week and Mm -hmm. share their experiences so they're adding new layers each week and getting a really solid uh experience and skill yeah apart from that the biggest thing they get out of it is being able to share with each other the experiences that they get and the fact that one person Sees stuff very clearly, and one person yes. gets strings of information, and the other one just feels um, the emotion or the pain. Um, they, they find it really reassuring that actually we all get the information differently. Yes. And you yes. Know, it just comes back to figuring out how you get your information and being able to interpret it and, and practice yeah. that. Get
0: that really solid. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and that's absolutely what I experienced too. You know, and and people often start off with saying, "Oh, I would never be able to do that," or yeah, block here or block there, and then I usually refer back. So, what is your initial way that you your your primary way of learning? How do you retain information initially? What is the best method for you? And then you Mm -hmm. go back to that, and that really it it makes it more feasible. It's something, yes. you know, and it helps them to get their ego on, on the path as well, because yeah. the spiritual side of us really loves doing this sort of work and really wants it. But then you also have to deal with your ego at the same time, going, "That's bullshit." <laughs> yeah, I think
1: I just made that up. I couldn't possible yeah. that couldn't have
0: happened. I must have yeah. made it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah. And sometimes, and you know, I'm sure you have it too. Even though we've been doing it for so many years, it still comes up on occasion where you sit there and you hear something from the animal and, and it's like, nah, this can't be, this is, I'm just making this yeah. up, go along. But then you get the validation from the client going, actually, that is the case, you know, exactly. and I just put on here and then. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I learned that fairly quickly because I, I had a few experiences early on where I thought, that's really random, that can't mean anything or, um, oh I don't think I should tell her that or, you know yep. that sort of thing do a quick check in and, and get you no know, you're supposed to tell her that pass on the information and and as you say get that validation or you know the story behind whatever it was and and just go oh okay <laughs> yeah. I had one horse that um when I was looking at him he wouldn't let me see the right side of his face okay and i thought mm, that's kind of odd i could see the left hand side no problem at all but not not the right hand side it was like he was turned away from me mm. and i thought that's really odd but everything else seemed fine Mm-hmm. and sent my email back to the owner telling her everything that i would got and i said i thought should i mention that or is that irrelevant oh i better just mention it <laughs> so i put in there one slightly odd thing he he wouldn't let me see his right hand side it was as if he was turned away from me the whole time and she emailed back and said oh yeah he, um, he was very, um, in his later years, he was very, um, he lost his sight a little bit in his right eye. And he was very cautious around people that he didn't know. Mm. And he wouldn't let them see his right hand side until he felt confident about them. Wow. knew them. Yeah. And I just kind of went, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I've learned just to pass it on. Even mm. if it makes no sense whatsoever yep. to me, I pass it on and invariably the owner says, Yep, yep, that's that sounds like her. Um, that's because of such and such, or you yep. know, and they know exactly what it's about.
0: Yes, absolutely. And and that's wonderful, you know, because then it really resonates for them too, because it's a validation for them to say, Oh wow, you're actually talking to my horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but also for ourselves to just revalidate that it is what it is, and um, yeah. and then yeah, I love it that you check in with spirit to go, okay, you know, <laughs> is this something? Yeah, on? yeah. and they definitely, yeah, and they're quite persistent in that too. I've noticed, yes, so, uh, you know, it's almost like you get slept uh, going, come on, you have to <laughs> share yeah. everything. So, what I've what I now do is um through email, sometimes it comes very quickly as well, but more often than not, I actually record what comes through because i have to verbalize it and it comes through right. so quickly that sometimes i can't even and i type pretty quickly but i can't keep up the speed of the writing and the typing of the, what the information is that comes through yeah so i audio record everything and that's what right. i send through and they go here it is listen to it and let me know you know and then yeah um and that's that's for me personally also the best way because I can really remain focused I don't have to worry about writing yeah definitely
1: yeah when you're getting streams of words like that that's a good way to do it yeah yeah Yeah. mine because mine is more because I don't get that and mine is more structured if you like because I don't get that yeah I can I just make notes as I go and then I type it up and send it back to yeah yeah and then go to and fro
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah. And it's a wonderful way to do it as well. So, I was just thinking back to what you said earlier about the overwhelm. You know, how when we, for example, walk around and we feel really overwhelmed and, and drained and tired, I can appreciate that a lot of people may experience the same and they might not even know what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, people who, who don't even talk to animals or not having that spiritual connection very consciously they might walk around somewhere or they go to an event or maybe go out shopping and they come home and they feel really drained. And I have heard that people say, oh, that's just because I'm just tired. Right. But they may not realize that it is an energy drain because you might go to areas where there is a lot of stuff coming through that we're not recognizing. Um, And it might even be, you know, the negativity around certain areas too. Yeah. How, how would you suggest we can cope with that what can we do to prevent that drainage
1: um i think that's a very common thing for people who are empaths mm-hmm. um and and they're you're right there are probably a lot of people out there who don't realize that they're an empath mm. so if you if you Um, get those feelings of exhaustion the thing to do would be to start identifying when you feel certain ways, where have you just been who have you been around that sort of thing, does it happen only when you've been somewhere very crowded with people for instance because there's a lot of negative energy Um, if you're an animal empath is it when you've been to a horse show or the zoo, that's Mm -hmm. kind of when it gets me um so being able to identify when it happens or is it when it when you're with particular people um maybe you're picking up their emotions i had one friend who was sitting in the doctor's surgery feeling absolutely fine i think she was just there to pick up her husband's prescription or something. She Mm. felt fine. Somebody came in and was in obvious distress. And next thing she knew she was having a panic attack (laughs) (laughs) because she was picking up all that distress. Um, So um starting to be able to identify it and and know when it when it happens for you would be one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And There are things you can do to, I mean, you could avoid going to those places, you could avoid being around those particular people, Mm -hmm. if that's an option for you. You can learn how to um, keep your energy in a good place so that that doesn't affect you as much. You can learn ways of protecting yourself so that that sort of thing kind of bounces off you, if you like, as if you almost have a protective shield around you Mm -hmm. so there are things you can do i always thought um i am i'm curious about the link between being an introvert and being an empath Mm. i feel like maybe there's a link there but maybe not i'm not sure i'm an introvert i i get um energetically drained when i'm in crowds of people yeah Um, Or, you know, lots of people talking at the same time. Yeah. I'm much better one-to-one like this. Put me in a crowd and I just shut up. You know, like, I can't, I don't compete to have my voice heard. I I don't talk over people. That's just not me. Mm. Um, And I always thought that's because I'm an introvert, but maybe it's also because I'm an empath. I'm not sure where the line is there. Yeah. Um, I can remember even as a child, If my parents had visitors, say family friends came for the day at the weekend or something, I can remember going up to my room in the afternoon for a nap just to get away from all the hubbub because it just completely drains me. Um, So, and you know, I'm getting older now and I'm only just figuring some of these things out. (laughs) So... (laughs) um, so there are things that you can do, and it is useful just to know that you're not alone if you feel those things. It's not weird. There's nothing wrong with you. You just have to find ways of coping and ways mm-hmm. of protecting your energy.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, and, and being an empath, there is absolutely... What am I trying to say? You always pick up those sorts of energies and it is probably more challenging for empaths to deal with that. And I also believe that being an introvert has a strong connection to being an empath as well.
1: Mm.
0: I strongly believe that. Mm. We we definitely need more time by ourselves to re-energize.
1: Yeah.
0: And we also need more time to be able to identify where is that coming from? What is the source of this? And then work it out from within. Um, yeah. We also probably need, need more time by ourselves because it is more overwhelming and distracting for us to be amongst a lot of people yeah, groups all the time. And, and that can cause a lot of stress at the same time yes. as well. Yeah. It's not just the physical drainage, it's also the, the stress levels and and just mentally not being in the right right headspace.
1: Yeah.
0: I think for, for empaths that, that's definitely true. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so what is the what is the one thing that you would do?
1: Um well there's what I would do and there's what I would recommend other people do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not the normal person, if that makes sense. I don't mean that to sound anything more than just what it is. Um, I pretty much just ask my body to rebalance itself and clear that energy and it happens.
0: Wonderful. I can do that really quickly.
1: So, So for other people, especially if you're just starting to figure these things out, One easy thing that people can do is um, a shower cleanse. Mm -hmm. So everyone has a shower, right? Well, the vast majority of people. (laughs) You would hope so. (laughs) You you would hope. Um, So when you're in the shower, just visualize that water coming down over you Mm -hmm. as cleansing energy and see all the negative energy being washed away down the plug hole.
0: That's a beautiful way. And
1: you can just cleanse yourself that way. And um, you can even visualize a a bubble of protective light surrounding you.
0: Mm -hmm. You could
1: even, if you knew you were (coughs) going somewhere (coughs) um, busy and that it would be a challenge to you, before you go there, you could visualize putting a big protective bubble around yourself. And Mm -hmm. every now and then just check in and see that bubble around you. Yeah. Um, So, you know, little things like that can really help. The first time I um, got some of my students to practice that shower cleanse, uh, two of them reported back the following week that they actually saw um, blobs of blackness going down the plug hole. (laughs) Wow. And they were slightly alarmed, and I said, well, Yeah, not great that you had all that black stuff attached to you, but really cool that you're getting rid of it now. (laughs) And you have a way of doing that.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And it can be that intense, you know, it can be that, um, that must have been really strong energy then to be able to visualize it even. Yeah. For them to be aware of it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, for me as well, I mean, there is a variety of ways to do it. And it probably for me depends on the intensity of what I experience in that negative context. Yeah. I, I, I do do the shower as well, which I really love and, but I also do the cutting of the cords which helps yeah. cleanse at the same time. And uh, what I mean by that is the etheric cords that are yeah. attached. We, and this is also for the audience that may not be aware of the cords is that wherever we go, however we interact, we will have etheric cords, energy cords, attached to that person or that situation or that event. And what I always believe is that very, very regularly, we will need to cut those cords because I believe that it helps us to remain in our own power and it keeps the energy that we have for ourselves to ourselves because as an energy healer, and a spiritual connector, I do not want my personal energy to be sent into the world because that may drain me. And that might mm-hmm. sound very selfish, but that's my self-care as well. Yeah. When I work with energy, I work with universal energy. And I'm the conduit which is then sent out. But when I do work like that and being you know, an empath at that stage too, we absorb the other energies. And that's what we need to let go so yeah. cutting those cords is vital to, to let go of that and doing it in, a, in that most loving way to allow mm-hmm. the, the negative energies to be cut away from you. Um, that to me is quite a powerful activity as well. And then yeah. I also do the light and the bubble um, around me um, that allows me to still move freely, but be protected. Don't really need protection, but that's probably the better word um, from anything that that you know can drain. Yeah, and some people yeah. don't realize that they can drain you as well. Because sometimes I stand yeah. in front of someone and I look at them, and then I I sort of feel into what we what is going on. I'm like, "Whoa, you're completely draining me right now." I don't say it at that point, but then for me, it's like, "Okay, the cord is cut in that moment." Yeah, energy vampires. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> and, and people don't realize you give me a, you're giving me good ideas while you're talking um i think sometimes i do things automatically without knowing that's what i'm doing yes <laughs> um i've just this past week i've been um investigating and working on develop developing a protocol for clearing the past lives of horses mm. because I suddenly thought, just on Monday this week, I suddenly thought, well, I know from all the work that I've done that horses are reincarnated very many times as horses. Mm -hmm. And I know that we are are reincarnated many times. And I know that for us, our past lives can have a big effect on us if they haven't been dealt with. Yeah. Um, And I do that work with humans too, so I know that, but for some reason it hadn't occurred to me that um, horses that have had all these incarnations might be being adversely affected in this lifetime by one or more of those previous lives.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So something you don't know about me is I'm a bit of a statistics geek (laughs) and I like spreadsheets. (laughs) Great, now I know who to approach to create. (laughs) (laughs) And I like doing um, little surveys. So I put out the word on Monday that I wanted to do a survey to ask horses whether they were being adversely affected by past lives and if so, how much? Mm -hmm. And I tested I use a pendulum when I'm doing my little surveys. This is my really fancy pendulum oh wow that looks amazing Um, so I used the pendulum to ask those two questions and I tested 103 horses and only one of those horses was not affected by any past lives Mm. a second one was only 10% affected so pretty low Yeah, the rest were all 70% or more adversely affected by previous lives wow that's totally blew my mind yeah so I've been working on that this week and I've I've probably cleared this week about 15 horses so far Mm -hmm. and what I'm doing is going back to that past life um, and clearing any negative emotions from back there resolving any unresolved issues And that seems to be doing the trick. And you just made me think, oh, etheric chords. I need to do that's probably what I'm doing, but maybe I'll just put that word in there to make sure I am actually doing that. It feels like that's what I'm doing kind of just resolving everything that happens back then so that they can move forward in this lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, I love. investigating those kinds of things and and seeing what the patterns are yes um, and it, it enables me to um kind of home in on areas that really need attention and um help more mm. more animals
0: beautiful yeah
1: yeah and i said of course,
0: i mean you cut them in all time directions mm. So utilizing them for past life experiences could be very beneficial.
1: Mm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. No, I love it. Wow. I can continue talking to you forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love my job. It's the coolest yeah. job in the world.
0: It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Every single day. It's just, yeah, for me, it's, it's you know, it's such an honor to be able to yeah. do this work and to serve in that capacity, it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You just want to do this twenty four seven, but we don't sleep. So it's not necessarily twenty four seven, but uh, yeah. No, wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tricia. That was amazing.
1: Oh, thank and
0: you. I'm sure that the audience has a lot out of this. Um, we're keeping it real, right? Yeah, <laughs> very practical yet we (laughs) connect to all the spiritual realms, which is amazing. So thank you so much.
1: I've enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to yet another inspiring episode of Connecting Soul Beings podcast. I love receiving your comments, stories, and feedback as they are truly inspiring. So please take some time to comment on this episode below. If you love the show, you can help us by sharing and liking it via your favorite podcast platform and our website. And if you feel that we can work together in helping you to connect to your inner self and the animals, then hop on over to BiancaDeRose.com or find me on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram under Rose. Thank you again so much. Say hi to your pet from me and stay connected with love and grace.